Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom I'd like to open an investigation. It is high noon in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west on the east coast anyway. Um, I suppose it's 9 a.m. in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, what would it be in Chicago? 11 a.m.? Chicago's one hour? Spring's wrong. Um, Leville, I'm posting tweets out here, and none of the pictures are working. Can you dig into that? Or at least just look on your phone and see if the pictures attached to my tweets are working for you? Your tweets don't have photos? I don't know. They're all showing up blank. It's pissing me off. All right, I'll do some Googling. Just just a simple search. Jeff, you can look, too. I, I feel like we can get to the bottom of this quickly. Um, I couldn't help. Yeah, but, it's not working. Uh, no pictures, right? Nope. What the hell? And you paid that $7? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've made that back, but yeah. Um, I got some numbers. Uh, per month? No, I paid the flat fee. It was like sixty bucks for the year, and I made like three hundred bucks last month. So we'll call it even. Um, but yeah, clearly somebody owes me seven bucks. Um, I think maybe they Jeff. should stop paying you and pay a guy to make the photos work instead. I, not not the worst idea, landfill. <laughs> not the worst idea. Hey, I didn't come up with this. My name ain't Elon. Um, Brian, what do you make of this? And and. It's you say you po- tweeted? No, not that. Somebody sent me this. The commander's coaching staff, the new staff that's been put together, 269 total years of NFL experience among that group. Okay. 175 as coaches and 94 as players. And the group put together has 15 Super Bowl rings. Hmm. I mean, I don't I don't know how that compares to other organizations, but I, at least on the surface level, like it. Yeah. At least it gives you a chance. If you came in and all your coaches had no experience, <laughs> then you have a problem. But I think you have guys who have gone places and ha- may not have done exactly what you expected, but they are now in a second chance and things of that nature. You would hope they learn from the years they've had and that things will go better. You've had coaches on this staff now who've had a lot of success in places. So, Yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. It, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I think 
when you look at guys like Anthony Lynn, I believe Lynn won two Super Bowls with the Broncos as a player. I think he was Terrell Davis's backup those mm-hmm. Shanahan years. Um, what I like about that is that's a direct – everybody talks about the Shanahan offense and how well they run the ball and the outside zone and all that stuff. Anthony Lynn's going to bring that, but it's Cliff Kingsbury's offense. So Kingsbury's going to be running this how he does it, which is different. Yeah. And but I, he'll have expertise the, at the running game. You add that running game to Cliff Kingsbury passing game, the way he does things, it also gives you possibility of having a much better, more potent offense. Totally, because, I mean, if you if you just go by statistics, when Kingsbury was running the Arizona show, they had some decent running years, but I think a lot of that was Kyler Murray driven, where he was just not necessarily designed quarterback runs, just Kyler Murray's ability with the ball in his hand. But I'd add, if you take Daniels, he's got some ability with the ball in his hand. Mm-hmm. You getting mad at the text thread? No, I don't care. <laughs> I, I think it's <laughs> if anything is clear, it's how little you care about that question. <laughs> yes, at all. Um, I mean, if you look at Jaden Daniels this past season, the the passing numbers were. I mean, I mean, a ten to one touchdown to INT ratio is pretty damn incredible. Remarkable. Um. About 3,800 yards passing, 40 touchdowns to four picks. And then if you look at the rush yardage, he averaged eight yards a carry. Uh, Another 10 touchdowns on the ground, over 1,100 yards on the ground. I I don't know how people look at that and act like he's so far behind anybody. Who's he behind? People people go and they, they basically look at Caleb as light years ahead of him. I don't see that. Not based off of those damn numbers. I think I think there's some size questions with Daniels. I mean, how much he weighs? Dude, when he when you go and watch enough of him, you do see – and it's funny because I actually listened to an interview with, with him today. I do see some similarities, not necessarily as a player, because I, Daniels is not the track athlete that RG3 was. Mm-hmm. I mean, RG3 had incredible speed, but a lot of it was straight line speed. Daniels, I think, is more of a – he can cut and, and take different angles. Mm-hmm. But when Daniels gets hit, it doesn't happen very often, but when he does get hit, kind of reminds me of Robert that it looked like a car accident mm-hmm. with just limbs flailing about. And, and that does give me a little bit of pause. He's 6'4", 210. Caleb is how big? I don't think he's as tall, but I think he's – He's listed 6'1", 220. I I very much more believe the Caleb listing than I do the Jaden Daniels listing. Because what did you just say? 6'4", 210? And the thing of it. like you, you Hold on real quick. On college football reference, they have Daniels listed at 6'3", 185. Well, this 185 is skinny, dude. Yeah, might be. But you're a quarterback in a league that overly protects you. Until you're running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, learn how to slide. Yeah. I, I like Jaden a lot, man. I um the things that people will suggest are problematic that how many games he missed at LSU? Uh I, I don't know, but I don't believe any. He he's played in the last three years going back to Arizona State, he played thirteen, fourteen, and twelve. So depending 
however many games they had. Maybe mm-hmm. he missed one, but um, one thing I, I I'm not here for is that he's too old. <laughs> like I mean, I think he's 23, and that oh well his his numbers got better. That's good. Yeah, it's supposed to get better as you play. <laughs> if they get worse, then that's a problem. So. I would ask the people that say the question about his numbers got better. You exp- you want him to get worse, right? Like to me, it's it's okay to get better. It's good to get better. That's what you're supposed to want to do. Um, but I'm not out on anybody. I'm not out on May. I think May can play. One thing that's been super interesting, Brian. I don't know if you've been paying attention to this. Um, the hype, and I predicted this back in whenever the hell that the hype around J.J. McCarthy would really start to pop, mm-hmm. that people would really start to kind of talk themselves into him. Um, I think he is going to crush it at the Combine. I think he, I, I think he is going to interview really well. He's got size and speed. They just didn't throw it all that much. Mm-hmm. But we say that McCarthy this past year at Michigan Threw it 332 times. Do you know what Daniels threw it? Probably about 400. 327. Damn, less? Yeah. I mean, the numbers, Jaden Daniels was 236 of 327, completed 72% of his passes. Mm-hmm. McCarthy, now keep in mind, McCarthy played three more games. Michigan played 15 games versus Daniels played 12. But McCarthy finished 240 of 332, 72% of his passes. Now, where the, the big differences here are. How many yards? Uh, a little under 3,000 for McCarthy and a little almost 4,000. I mean, in 12 games, Jaden Daniels threw for nearly 1,000 yards more, certainly 900 yards mm-hmm. more. And J.J. McCarthy threw 22 touchdowns. Daniels threw for 40. 40, yeah. But that said, I, I think I, I think McCarthy's stock is a lot higher among NFL folks than necessarily fans are expecting. I'm curious where Michael Penix lands in all this. I think Penix's situation is going to be largely driven by his knee um, and, and what the health shows. Um, I know there are people that, that really like Bo Nix. Um, I'm not sure I'm one of them, but I don't think Washington really needs to get into that conversation too much about Penix or McCarthy or any of that because they pick second. Yeah. And I think you just take. Unless they like somebody and like some people think, they might move back. I don't see it, but people think that. Yeah, I don't see it either. Landini, where do you land on Daniels? Are you in on Daniels? Yeah, I mean the guy won the Heisman Trophy in the SEC. That's uh, that's not nothing. I mean, that's I mean it's to... enough for me to like to to feel comfortable or uh, at least positive about them taking the guy. I'm with you. I, I believe the last three quarterback Heisman Trophy winners from the SEC though are Bryce Young, Johnny Football, and Tim Tebow. No. Well, Tim Tebow it's obviously like sucked. Burrow. You forgot Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow. And I think I, there might have been another Bama kid in there that I'm forgetting. Tua, maybe? Bryce Young? I said Young. Um, Tua, did Tua win that? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, 
what do you make of the knocks on him that he improved every year? <laughs> yeah, that seems absurd to me. Like, oh, this guy got this guy used to not be the best ever, but now he's getting better. How's that bad? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, that one I'm with you. So the last the quarterback Heisman Trophy winners from the SEC: Bryce Young in 21, Burrow, you're right, be in 19, then Johnny Football in 2012. Um, Cam Newton in 2010, Tebow in 2007. It's crazy for all the – But we knew Tebow wasn't a quarterback for the league when he was a quarterback in college. Correct. Um, For all the SEC talent, the Heisman gets a little more spread out. Like, Jaden this past year at LSU, but Caleb the year before at SC. Devontae Smith won it as a wide receiver. Kyler Kyler won it at Oklahoma – Baker won it at Oklahoma. Lamar won it at Louisville. Derrick Henry running back Bama. Mariota won it from Oregon. Jameis won it at Florida State. Then you go Johnny Football, RG3 at Baylor, Cam in the SEC, Mark Ingram, Sam Bradford. I got a dollar if anybody can tell me who won the Heisman Trophy in 2006. And I'll give you the conference. Right. Big Ten. It was an Ohio State quarterback. Was it Troy Smith? Damn, Landfill, I owe there you, you go, a dollar. Landfill. Yeah, he owe you a dollar, which means ten dollars. Yeah, give no, me ten man. bucks, damn it. It's, no, it means one dollar. <laughs> no, it's ten percent of it. So that'd be a nick. That'd be a dime. <laughs> no, oh more. Then it'd be a dollar ten cents. <laughs> give me a dollar and ten cents, damn it. Um, all right, hot shot, Landfill. Who won the Heisman Trophy in two thousand? In the year 2000. 2000. Uh, interesting. Do I get a get conference? The conference? Sure. You Are you going double or nothing? Sure. Get for $2.20. All right. Uh, ACC. Mm. Okay. If it's the AC, it's either going to be Chris Winkie or Peter Warwick. And I'm just going to have to pick one of those guys. And I guess I'll go with Chris Winkie. All right. I kind of think you're Googling this by I'm not, now. But you're correct. He's not. I think Chris Winkie was 30 years old and won yeah. the Heisman Trophy. Didn't he get drafted um, by Carolina or something? He sucked in the NFL because he, he played major, and 10 cent, He played cent, like no. a minor league baseball before that or something. Yeah, he did. Um, Brian, one that you should know. Was Florida State in the ACC, by the way, that time? Or was that just... Yeah, because okay. Florida State was in yeah. the ACC when Charlie Ward was there in the yeah. early 90s. Yeah. Charlie <laughs> Ward, one of my favorite college football players ever. Um, now, B. Mitch, you should know this. Why? Who won the Heisman... was also on those teams, by the way. Who won the Heisman Trophy in 1995? I don't know. You should know it. I think I might know. Why should I? Certainly, but he's not confused with everyone. Confused. Oh, Lord. Eddie George. <laughs> Eddie George. Eddie George won the Heisman Trophy in 1995. Now, I, I was at the same event with Eddie uh, at the Super Bowl. I went out to go to the bathroom, and Eddie, I walked right past. What's up, dog? And this lady walked right past him when I said, what's up? And when I was on my way to the bathroom, she was like, you're Eddie George, right? I said, no, it was a guy I just dapped up. That's amazing. <laughs> um. Jeff. Yes. Now, we have named 
the last five Heisman Trophy winners. We, we named them in this segment. Now, confirm to me you do not have this pulled up, which I'm confident you don't. No, I'm actually over here doing um, audio work. What's up? Terrific. We, name me the last five Heisman Trophy winners for $1.10. Now, you got uh, my wager. Why? Because I said so. $1.50. All right, cool. You got, um, you said Jaden Daniels. One for one. Joe Barrow. Do they got to be in order? Or I could just name them. Uh, uh, I was thinking in order, but what the hell? Just name them. Joe Barrow. Bryce you got Young. two. Bryce you got Young. got three. Um, oh. Johnny Manziel. No. Johnny Manziel won the Heisman Trophy in 2012, Jeff. Yeah. I said the last five. Oh, the last five. I did. All right. Uh. That was 10 years ago. <laughs> that was 12 years ago. Hey, man, I just, started na- I just named five. I just started to name five Heisman winners, bro. Uh, Can, all right. I'll give you Johnny Football. You need one more. Uh, You're missing one, man. Boy, I tell you. Ooh. I'm trying to think. Uh, you can't think of a single other Heisman Trophy winner that we've been talking about Heisman Trophy winners. It's for 10 also minutes. A, a network that they the initials go with. That's not going to help them. <laughs> the C Dub. Yeah, even Landfill lost on that one, B. Caleb Williams. Oh, yeah, Caleb Williams yeah. won it what? last year. <laughs> yeah. and he's from DC. What the hell? <laughs> The worst part about this is I was just screaming Kyler Murray at him for like 20 seconds, and he just still didn't get it. <laughs> I, I mean, Ka- do not Caleb won trust- it last year, Jeff. <laughs> I do not trust Landfield screaming out any answers to me. Well, okay, well, you should have. Um, Jeff, you do not win the $1.50. I'm sorry. Okay, but can I tell you, you why I'm in? Can I tell you why I'm in on Jaden Daniels, though? Right. Hell yeah, you can. Okay, one, not only did he do what he was doing in the SEC – he was by far, like, the best player on LSU's team. He even made his wide receivers look nice, even helped Malik Neighbors, you know, compete. Even though he got robbed for that award, I feel, um, for the wide receiver award that Marvin Harrison won, uh, a lot of people talk about, you know, the hits that he's taken in college and stuff. Dude, he's going to get NFL training, and he's going to fix those things. And we, we, we're starting to see that, that that formula works. If you could make a play down the field with your arm and your legs are just as vital, it, it has been working in the, NF, in the NFL. And teams with these types of quarterbacks, they, they have been winning. So I'm in on Jaden. I believe all the, the things where they say, oh, he take big hits, we're we going to see all that sharpen up. So I'm in on him. I'm also in on Jaden, Jeffrey. Um, there is one little thing that we may have to like wrap our brains around. And and I don't know if this is a chicken or an egg thing, but we correctly think of the sec as the powerhouse place to be right. And then there's certainly the most talent comes out of the sec, but they don't play a heck of a lot of defense anymore. I mean, no, like Georgia still does. They play, they play their top. In plays a, a good bit of good, real good defense. Georgia and, and they Bama. play physical as hell. They do play physical. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the physicality of it, not just going out there and just uh, playing, don't let you score any points. 
it's kind of hard not to score points the way the leagues are set up, even there. Yeah, but B, like, Ole Miss was probably – they won a lot of games. They are probably giving up 40 a game. Like, it was it, – it, I'm just saying – That's all this new coaching stuff it where you all go crazy over that bit. offense. Uh, yeah. And, and everything caters to offense today, every level. Let's. I'm, I'm picking a random week. Week eight in the SEC. There weren't that many games, but it. I mean, I don't know. LSU won sixty-two to nothing over Army that week. I think that'll have some good defense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like week ten, Ole Miss thirty-eight, A and M thirty-five, Arkansas thirty-nine, Florida thirty-six. But you're talking about two. South Carolina gave up twenty-eight to Jacksonville State. You're talking about two SEC teams there, though. I'm just saying it's not what we remember where – remember, like, Les Miles versus Nick Saban? It was 9-6. Football is not what we remember. So I don't expect to see the games being 10-9 to and things like that because if you look at somebody, they're throwing a flag. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Let's do this. I got to talk to Bill Cowher last week in Vegas, and I thought he had some really interesting comments – there's this notion that defensive coaches can't help develop young quarterbacks. And Bill Cowher kind of spoke directly about why that's incorrect. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bet with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 bucks if your bet wins. Listen, I'm looking at Clay Thompson, minus 16.5 over under. I'm going to take the over. I put $5 on that. I probably will be getting that 150 bucks, just like a lot of other people will. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Kiss from a rose of a When did this joint come out? 95? Was this the one in the Batman movie? Landfill? It was, Let's yeah. Wow. That's a deep cut right there. 1994. Kicking down your goddamn door. That's what every rapper in the 90s did. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, enough seal kiss from a rose. Although, Landville, that was quite a quite a memory there. Got um, bangers today, man. Landville got bangers. It's Banger Thursday. <laughs> um, I want to play this audio. So, last week, I got to talk to a bunch of different people at the Super Bowl. That's how the Super Bowl is. There's a million people there. And if you as long as you run around and work the whole time, you can get a lot of good interviews. Yep. Um, Bill Cowher had an availability during a, a CBS Super Bowl scrum type thing. Um, and shout out to Chris Kerwin, who was there with me and got me this audio. Um, we asked Cowher a little bit about defensive coaches and quarterbacks and how it all works. Before we play this, do we all agree Cowher was a very good coach? Damn good coach. Landfill? Sure. Jeff, do you know who Bill Cowher is? Yes. Is that a yes, do you know who he is, or yes, you think he's a good coach, or both? Yes, man, he was the coach for the Steelers. Perfect. Here's Bill Cower talking about the modern NFL. Bill, it's getting harder and harder for defensive coaches to become head coaches and for guys to get a second chance. How'd you feel about Dan Quinn getting that Washington job? I think it's great. I think you look at the six jobs, five of the six were defensive coordinators, because I think what you're looking at is a guy like D'Amico Ryans comes in and turns around a program as dramatically as he did is he got a good young quarterback, and he got, he built that defense. And, you know, defensive guys, some, sometimes the offensive guys get caught up in their own thinking and what they want to do and developing a quarterback. Well, how about developing a culture? I think that has to come first and foremost. And sometimes developing a culture is a degree of toughness, a degree of accountability. Um, and, and that sometimes takes a good defensive coordinator who has to bring, can bring things together. So, you know, I think sometimes ownership looks at developing quarterbacks. I, I, to me, it's about developing a culture. And, I, and you got five of the six guys are very, very good at doing that as defensive coordinators. You think Quinn's the guy to do that in Washington? I think he's got a good uh, uh, history where he's been. He's been a head coach before. I think he'll put together a good staff. And he knows that division a little bit. Now, Leville, I don't know if you can let that play. I believe the next question um, – Cower was asked about Sam Howell. He was actually asked that by my boy Mark Davis down mm-hmm. in in I think Mark's in Norfolk now. Um, and Cower kind of went on to explain that what's that? Landing it. Okay, yeah. L- let Cower keep going here. There's no more Cower. I couldn't hear what you were saying. Just just tell me outright. Thank you. Um, so Cower was asked about Howell, and he said, "Yeah, you know, there's a lot to like with Sam, but I think when you have that high of a pick, you've got to you've got to swing higher, right? You've yeah. got to you got to try to go to a higher ceiling, which I think is the right decision." And then he went on to explain that if you can build that good defense and you can surround them with a good running game, that's the best way to develop a good young quarterback. True, and I, I think if you look over time. We have this vision that, like, the only way this works is Sean McVay calling plays, right? Well, Sean, what did Sean McVay have? He had to go get Matt Stafford. Yeah, but what did he have on the other side of the ball? Sure. A hell of a defense. But, like, think about 
And I think a lot of these guys, it's more about who they are than who the coach was. Mm -hmm. But there's the obvious Belichick-Brady example. True. Right? If you think about Peyton Manning, I mean, the coaches, while he was in Indy, when he was a young guy, were, I think it was Jim Mora Jr. or Jim Mora Sr. And then Tony Dungy. Good good coaches. Right, but like they're defensive guys. Think about Tom Coughlin. Yep. I mean. CJ, it's a recency bias when it comes down to this because in this day and age, fantasy football, all we discuss is the amount of yards. Coughlin was a defensive guy, but he was. it's hard to think of him as this like molder. You know, I mean, he was such a hard ass. Like, but he, he, when he, guy, when he right. changed, they won. Right. But, but the thing of it is, one thing that we see on defensive-led coaches, I mean, defensive-led teams, toughness, physicality, a certain stronger mindset. What we see on a lot of offensive-led coach-led teams, passiveness, complacency, not as tough. So I think you can win with both of them. But on the defense, like Joe Gibbs, when he was, a, he was an offensive guy, through and through, but he believed in being tough. And when you start talking about culture sometimes, when you got a lot of these offensive coaches in practice, you know what they do? They don't like their guys to be touched. Defensive coaches understand this is a tough-ass game, even in 2024. So you have to find some level to where when your guys step on the field and somebody hit them, they don't start swinging. They're accustomed to it. Right. You know, you watch how the Ravens play. The Ravens play physical as hell. Wouldn't you say that Lamar's been developed at a really high clip? Hell yeah. The coach is a special team coordinator. He's only won two MVPs. Right? Like, I mean, Harbaugh's not an offensive play caller. Mm -hmm. I just think some of these notions get to be preconceived without a whole lot of merit. One thousand percent. I mean, Roethlisberger. It was Cower and then Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the hell... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when Russ Wilson broke through in Seattle, it was with Pete Carroll. Yes. Who who also, to Carroll's credit, they had just signed. Who was my man they signed? Matt Flynn? Yeah. Like, they had just signed spent a bunch of said, money. Oh, let me go get this other kid. So, if you want to be d- dismissive of C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's working last year because it's a one-off, it's an outlier, that's fine. But, like, did D'Amico Ryan go out there and say, I'm going to try and coach C.J. Stroud. No, he found a guy who was up and coming, doing very well, and got slow it and let them go and coach him. But I, I don't understand why. And people, still probably demanded but, a lot. But let's remember this. The offensive coach, head coach in this day and age, they don't always coach the quarterback. They don't always call the plays. There are a small group of people who call the plays. So you still have somebody else coaching that guy. So you have to be smart enough to hire the right person to do that job. Yeah, I just – I think there's a – what I continue to, to repeat here, and even though Coach Cower used the culture word that we're trying to avoid, I understand what he was trying to say. Like, there's a lot of ways to get to the finish line in the NFL. And, and I don't think anybody should be convinced that there's only one way – to, to make things work in a league that is so unlike any other professional sport that is so built on true teams. Yeah. 
the NBA, the NBA has the least variance of any league in pro sports, right? Because it's so talent driven at the very top, and where if you get three of the top ten players on one team, they're probably going to win it. Yeah. Yet the NFL is just a different beast entirely. Totally. And even if you look at the Niners and the Chiefs. The Chiefs found the unicorn quarterback, build around him, continue to win around him. Mm-hmm. The Niners didn't. The Niners built a team, found a quarterback. He's pretty good, not taking anything away from Purdy, but, like, we just saw multiple routes to winning a title. There, there's there's a lot of ways this thing can go. There's also a lot of ways, Brian, that Bleep You Thursday can go. Mm-hmm. Coming up, 1 o'clock, we will open the phone lines up. First time in a couple days for Bleep you we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com Thursday. Um, Jeff. Yes, sir. You ready to ready to help me out with the pause button? <laughs> What's up? So, Brian Mitchell and I are legitimate friends outside of this radio world, right? We know each other's families. We care about one another. And B often has good advice, and I've been trying to follow some of it, at least some of it. And... B gets a lot of value out of LinkedIn, right? And I'm trying to be better about LinkedIn and checking it and staying on top of it and all of these things. And and, and I understand why I get these and I'm appreciative of them. When I was trying to find jobs and positions and stuff, you had to, like, guess somebody's email address or write them a handwritten note. There was a lot more barriers to entry. But, damn, if I don't get a ton of... Hey, man, love your work. Do you know of any jobs? Hey, man, love your work. Do you know of any internships? I give them a lot. Right. They always ask me, am I hiring? Right. Yo, let me be crystal clear. I'm in charge of hiring nobody. <laughs> like, you need to hit up the cluster buster, maybe landfill. Um, Just give them some advice. Okay. I, I try. But, Jeff. I want to read you a recent inquiry I got via LinkedIn. You ready, Jeffrey? I'm ready. <laughs> and this is from a dude. Let me be clear. I am a recent college graduate and would possibly love to work under you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they want to be like your, Jeff, your study. Jeff, hit him with the pause. I'm not going to hit him with the pause, JP. I don't think that would go for only, a pause. I think that, only, that's business lingo. I was about to say, JP, I got to hit you with a reaching foul right here. If you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's He's reaching for one re- right there. Cause, cause I don't know, man. <laughs> I get it, though. Like, it's hilarious. If they want to work behind you, I might go with the pause. See, I think under <laughs> – I, I, I think that we're, this is this is heading nowhere fast. But yeah, that's no. a business lingo. I was about to say, JP, I get where you're going. It's funny, but bro, come on now. It's on LinkedIn, and he it was just the end of the sentence. Man, did he leave like a period there? You. Dude, try to get paid, man. Try to get some money. Uh, man, I don't have any money. He wants advice. 
You better have two dollars yeah, and twenty cents. You owe me. You may. You may. I do owe you two dollars. You may have a. Um, you may. You know. You may have a job where that's you, the end of the message. Roadie. You that's, need a roadie. That's the end of the message. Yeah, I mean, like they they want to know if you do. You, are you hiring an, an you know assistant? What, you know who really impresses me? Who? When people spell my name wrong it, when they're reaching out to me, usually they get JP right. But you'd be surprised the versions of Finley I've seen come across my uh, Finley L A Y. Well, dude, I get F I N D, F I N L E Y. A lot, lot of some people just like, and and listen, I've done this they too. Spell my name Brain. They spell it B R Y. I get that F I N A L Y. I don't worry. What do you do when you get all these young folks asking you for jobs? I try to give them the advice that I can give them, and I tell them you can reach out to these places. Look if look for their uh, their their websites. And they may have something offered, but I, that's not something that I do. Do you think we should start just giving all of these young people Jeff's phone number? Please no. do not do that. <laughs> because some of them might be good. They may go down the wrong avenue. I think it's messed um, up that we haven't already. Yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> we got to help the, uh, the youngs help out. Help the youth. Yeah. Um, Jeff, when was the last time you said your phone number out over the air? How'd that go? Uh, it, it went pretty bad, but uh, for for the youth, <laughs> y'all can hit me up at two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. I got a feeling that is not Jeff's number. It can't be. <laughs> um, but that's not your number, Jeff. <laughs> Whose number is that? And just call me at two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. Yeah, but two, you give the, 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 the you didn't give two eight one code. is a Houston area code. No, he just gave you seven. No, nah, I think own. he gave 10. Give it again, Jeff. 281-330-8004. That's Houston, bro. Yeah. Oh, I think that's from a song. <laughs> I, is that like Is that like Mike Jones's number? Ooh. No, that is Jeff Walker's number. <laughs> no, it's not. All right, you know what? People can also reach me at 281-330-8004. For all of your 777-9311. For, for all of your job <laughs> advice. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, this is funny. This is just a, a good, ad, a really good fake number to give out. So, I'm in, Jeff. Well done. <laughs> if anybody needs to reach me, 281-330-8004. Um, and that's, that's our segment on preparing the youth of America. Um, Jeff, I, I, I feel like we haven't done this in a while because we had – we were in Vegas last week, so I don't think we did bleep you. Uh, the week before was right when Dan Quinn got hired, so I don't think we did it. Is it possible this is the first bleep you of the new year? Not at all. Bro, this baby. is like week. I say, what? This is like Dude, six weeks into the new from, year, man? seven weeks. What are you doing? What, what, what is wrong with you? Dude, we, ha- we, we haven't had it the last three weeks. We've had it, though. Have we? Yes. It's been six weeks, dog. Okay, I guess it's a little further into the new year than I realized. <laughs> if it's numbers, I think you need to just. When's the last time we had it? January 18th? Probably. All right, well, this is everybody's opportunity to uh, to let us know how you feel. Chris. Chris Russell's here. Chris, do you Does have he any? have 500 bags? Do you hey, have... Chris, how you doing? I think he already dropped all his stuff off. <laughs> Anybody you'd like to insult real quick, you can speak directly into my microphone. You can. You get to kick off. Wallace while, while on his face like that. Pause. <laughs> no. Well, I'm sorry, Jeff, for never paying attention when you guys were asking him about the Heisman trophies, and he brings up 
Baker, uh, d- d- Johnny Manziel? <laughs> Jeff, would you like to respond to Chris? Yes. I was doing my job, bro. Yeah. I was putting the hours doing his up. job, bro. Like, I was putting in a podcast, bro. Chris does not believe you. Chris, Jeff. that's okay. At least it's not three days late. All Jeff said was, at least it's not three <laughs> days late like your chicken wings. That's a good point. Today, Russell insults Jeff. Yesterday, he tried to give him food poisoning. Where is the animosity coming from? If the if the bar is set as, hey, man, my chicken wings didn't make you sick, that's a pretty low bar. Because, no, Chris, I did not get sick. I didn't really enjoy them, but I did not get sick. So thank you very much. I had one. I, I will eat a cupcake, Rooster. You got me there. Now you're speaking my love language. It is time to come together as a group as a choir, as a forum. It is time to complain about things large and small. It is time for Bleep You Thursday. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Let's go, folks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 